This is Elijah with Freudian Slip, coming back to you in a new episode. Your friend, your pal, your buddy, the one person that was already very paranoid of humanity long before it became popular. And if you think I'm a hipster for saying that, well, you're wrong. And honestly, it was just a joke. Calm down. Before we begin today's episode, I'd like to thank all the listeners out there for being patient with me for each episode, because sometimes it takes me a long time just because uh, I have to come up with a course topic actually look up stuff take time to research it like i don't want to come in ill-informed and like say the wrong thing and be ignorant of things of course that'd be like oh yeah i'm coming in saying the dumbest of stuff and it's all wrong because there's already enough things out there that are like quote-unquote fake news and like it's just misinformative and you just don't know uh who to trust and you don't know like if what they're saying is like uh, true or not. So I like to take the time to actually like get down and dirty like just go into the pit of it, all of it like the moss pit or the the mud mud fighting rink uh whatever so I could like actually get all the information needed and necessary before I like come in and just make a episode because it's like oh yeah I can make an episode per week but like of course that wouldn't be like as like good I wouldn't be as detailed and I'd be probably getting things wrong if I just like did it every week I mean it's possible I could go to every week but like I mean honestly I want to make sure I have everything down all the information first and then I'll see if I can make an episode so I mean in the future that might happen but who knows and other than that I'd like to extend my sincerest condolences for everybody infected out there by natural disasters because I know with global warming being such a big issue there's a lot of issues of natural disasters that's happening around the world people uh floods hurricanes uh wildfires so on and so forth and a lot of people being affected by these things i mean other than the, of course the world always being on fire because something bad's always happening these things are also like way more harder to deal with just because of the fact that they're just like natural disasters and you don't ha know how to like deal with them all the time because like you can't like punch a natural disaster trust me i've tried so it's definitely very uh traumatizing for everybody who's like involved in it so my condolences is for everybody and i hope everything works out for the best those who are affected by all of these things so on that last note let's get into today's episode so if you heard of course the opening of today's episode you could probably infer today's episode is going to be about everybody's favorite topic true crime yes that true crime the oddity of all media that one like genre that is just like it's such brutal uh, goriness and people just love it they can't get enough of it like they are like constantly wanting more and more true crime like many podcasts uh books and everything are sold by like millions or like millions of listeners or so on and so forth but just true crime has just expanded to this giant genre that is encompasses like a lot of things like the most popular things back then true crime has like become like they're equal like video games i mean and I'll, honestly this is kind of an exaggeration but video games are like kind of on the same level of true crime now with true crime like there are millions of people who listen to it uh get buy merch uh, go to conventions, do X, Y, and Z, make their own, have YouTube videos that span like millions of watchers. So video games like, or to be more like accurate, indie video games, like even with those that like that pop off and like make millions of dollars or like have millions of like downloads or people play. True crime is kind of in that burgeoning sense of like it pops off and like millions of people are listening to it. Like there's many uh, people who listen to true crime podcasts like there are like i don't know 300 million people i think last time i checked that have consumed a certain uh podcast there are millions of people who've bought like true crime books or ebooks or so on and so forth so it's very burgeoning so you can compare it on the level of certain indie development games and just like 
these pop-up versioning like uh up-and-coming stars because it's been like around for like a long time and it's been getting more and more popularity as time has gone on and if you're a true crime lover you're probably waving your hands in the air thinking "Woo, more true crime everything's going great like you're like in the business like especially if you make true crime you're like hey, booming the things are going good you're probably making a lot of money people are loving your content uh you get to consume more like every day and you're just thinking well everything's good life is good well, I'm here to inform you I'm a psychologist and a comedian, so I'm not going to, like, jerk off true crime podcasts. And I'm going to give you the deep dicking that you deserve. Uh, I mean, you know, dick being a detective. Ne never mind. Just, like, le just keep listening. Pretend I didn't say that. I'm not going to erase it because that's too much effort. And let's just get into what I'm going to say. So, let's talk about the effects of true crime in the psychology front. So, true crime, of course, pops up in a numerous amount of, like, psychological, like, studies uh research and so on and so forth like it's not just like of course the mental health it's also social psychology uh there's neuropsychology of course there's criminal psychology where it's like most known for because it's like true crime it's about crime so like the detective dramas where a psychologist is looking at somebody's like uh, pro mental profile trying to see why are they a killer why do they do x y and z uh, can you stop other killers like it spans in a lot of fields of psychology but as i'm known for i'll mostly focus on social psychology as well as talking about mental health and the effects of course true crime on mental health so let's get into this so a brief look at the history of true crime is very murky at least in the way of like it's hard to pinpoint when exactly like true crime became a thing because like many years into the past like in the 1500s 1600s uh there were books and titles and stuff like pamphlets and stuff that a person who'd commit heinous crimes and the people who were of course trying to hand out justice to said people like you know execution squares or like saying this person's gonna be hanged at x amount of time for x crime or papers that like depicted about how there were uh victims of this person who did uh evil things like there were uh evil person who like took advantage of people and just it, there were just these pamphlets and i mean old uh, you could say newspapers for back then but like it was just like things that informed the crimes that another person committed and uh the justice that was going to be served to them at x amount of time and just like the gory details generally and as time went on there are more uh, instances of things like that happening more say modern sense i mean modern for back then not contemporary like our time the 21st century so like say 1700 1800 there'd be more uh talk about things like say uh when we talked about jack the ripper and uh european uh like pamphlets or like newspapers that like talked about the the crimes that they committed how they committed it and people chasing after them and any help needed to catch said person uh other times like people who would molest or sexually assault people and the crimes that they did and like stealing or just anything would be reported in some media back then that was more prominent and how their crimes were being looked at and people were trying to find evidence for them and if they were trying to take them down if they have been found uh, the justice that's going to be served to them on x amount of time and of course the rise of like fictional mystery books also aided in the whole true crime subsection because like people became more interested in like uh crime and punishment when uh these things started happening so like these sherlock Holmes books even though they're obviously like fictional or like nancy drew books and stuff like that you the people got interested in mysteries and detective stuff around the 1800s and the 1900s and of course true crime that already existed only was was also aided in that like people saw 
criminals being doing things bad and uh people generally getting justice on them like of course not all the time but they wanted to like see more of that they wanted to like were interested in the mystery and the like the intrigue when it came to that so they went to the fictional works like the ones i was talking about earlier so i mean there's a brief history of true crime there's of course more to it as well and like as it gets way more to the contemporary period of time but like getting more into it um i rather not like take so much time talking about just the history because even though the history is important i feel like that would cause a lot of blockage to just one episode like i talk a lot about the history of true crime as an episode but that wouldn't be the point of the episode i'm making right now so the best takeaway for this is just knowing that true crime had a big burgeoning history long before the contemporary era but the contemporary era saw a rise in it in a more astronomical sense or you know stonks like the people in business think stonks just rise up so does true crime podcast like efficiency and productivity and popularity just keeps going up baby and of course the biggest reason for this is the rise of the digital era so you know looking at cable tv initially when it came to the 1900s the later half of it you could watch like detective crime shows for entertainment or look at the news and the newest brutal murder or somebody trying to catch a criminal so on and so forth so you had access to like criminal type uh genre of like entertainment and just keeping yourself informed to the news of like violent criminals and justice being served for them and of course there are many books that are being sold about like these issues so on and so forth that's when print media was still very much on the up and up and people would buy books a lot of the time for entertainment because even though tv was starting to become more of a thing movies so on and so forth uh books were still the main source of entertainment because of the fact that tvs weren't as as advanced as they are now and then of course at the tail ending of the 1990s or 1980s the internet became more of a thing uh the internet era became such a big source of many and i mean many big booms in like every point of like genres of media interests um like shipments like of course like amazon and like uh, so many other things it's like when internet aids happened a lot of things became bigger like a lot more things that like were not as popular or like even middling popularity became so much bigger and of course true crime was no different as it was already pretty popular back then or like i guess middling uh, or just like upper echelon of popularity but like of course it was still niche and it was still kind of frowned upon uh an internet age became the push it needed to become way more mainstream and so in 2014 and like of course earlier uh but say 2014 specifically for this example the podcast serial that talked about true crime uh was took the true crime world by storm it had so many so so many millions of downloads and like views and everything like just so quickly uh, people were just loving it and like from then on it just was an upward streak like i said stonks baby just kept going up just looking back on it you could say serial like was a good way of showing people that true crime was just something people were very interested in and so that just became a catalyst for more things to happen but like of course before then there were of course other uh podcast generally or like just more uh, genres like youtube videos in the early days of youtube and um just like seeing news outlets talk about it or like news articles online but i do find it pertinent to say that true crime podcast definitely had a big push and boom and how true crime became even more popular and mainstream and show people that hey true crime is like not something to be of 
afraid of as far as like being interested in it. But that was a not so brief history about true crime. So let's get into like the facts and the reasonings for why I'm even doing this. So as said, true crime has become very big, very mainstream. Like you see it everywhere. You see it on Netflix and a lot of other streaming sites like HBO, Max, uh, I don't know, Paramount. I don't know. I don't really like watch a lot of these things on these streaming sites. I don't have every streaming site known to man. Like, you know, those people who have like spend hundreds of dollars on all these streaming sites well there's a lot of streaming sites have started taking to adding uh true crime documentaries and just making their own in order to like cash in on this big cash cow of true crime and because it's like happening everywhere because there's like even conventions like crime con which i think is kind of like ridiculous personally but like because things like that as well as just like all the books being sold the youtube videos being made just like the in-person documentaries or just people like going around asking questions trying to be a pseudo detective uh yeah just the stonks of true crime has become super big and so people have started thinking you know this is not a niche hobby anymore this is something like, i can really enjoy and there's nothing wrong with it and here's where the social and just the mental health aspects come into play so of course nothing happens in a vacuum and there are consequences for everything so if you consume a lot of like just gore and just like horrific details every single day of your life you're gonna become very numb or just as i say desensitized you're gonna start seeing things as normal like you could look at the idea of say uh how we looked at COVID-19 and like extrapolate that when we saw COVID-19 and the rising death rates that just kept piling up we started seeing like people become more and more numb to the obvious like realities of things going bad like when you heard about something bad happening or many people dying some people just kind of shut it out because it was just happening so often people that they knew were dying everybody around them was dying and they just couldn't handle it and they, their mind basically broke they couldn't handle the strain and the pressure so they just their mind did what it could to save them and another example is what happens in the west when it comes to mass shootings there have been many and i mean many mass shootings sometimes like more than hundreds in like a single given year when it comes to the west and because of that people have become extremely numb to when it happens they see another person who uh, does a mass shooting and they just think oh again and it just like it becomes everyday living to them and like just the idea of this this idea of when an atrocity happens so much often and just bad things and they're consumed bad news and bad stuff you end up just becoming so numb to it you just accept it for what it is and you don't see anything really wrong with it anymore in a way like you don't exactly see it for the horror that it is or the terror you don't really like see it as real anymore and if you're seeing where i'm going with this true crime of course follows that same script you hear and see it so often that you just don't become afraid of it anymore you don't see it as real in a sense because like it's idea of escapism in a way like oh you don't see it happening for yourself you don't believe you're gonna be the one ha that's happening to you just like vicariously look at it from another person's point of view uh you're experiencing that fear and trauma but without actually being in danger yourself and even though you might feel some fear reaction your amygdala might light up and everything so on and so forth you you're not actually in any danger and because of that you start becoming more and more numb to the idea and you just see this as like plain and fun entertainment like you hear someone being murdered or sexually assaulted or x y and z and you think oh man that's a normal tuesday that's fun let me hear like five more of that just for the the night while i go to sleep and honestly that's uh concerning uh that's the mental health aspect that i'm start that i'm talking about like as i said it doesn't happen in a vacuum it's affecting you you start not seeing tr trauma and hor horridness and atrocities as 
atrocities. You start seeing it as like plain and simple fun. Uh, uh, look no further as I talked about crime con right there. People who wear like merchandise that like have these, you know, like how wine moms or like uh, Facebook moms have like these dumb memes or minion memes that talk about like something like they think it's funny, but it's not really. Well, the same thing is that crime con where people have the like search for merchandise that say these quippy uh clever funny things at least in their mind like oh uh it's always the husband that does it oh i love i'm obsessed with murder oh and like stuff that's obviously like to a more sane person you'd think what the heck like that's kind of weird that people are like enjoying that but like to them they think oh no it's not weird it's fine it's fun everybody's doing it and just like making jokes about horribly murdering people or doing bad stuff and the issue with this and like i might have to take a like slight aside to describe the people and who are mostly affected by this and most people consume true crime because like that's very important so Let's take that slight aside. So true crime is mostly uh, consumed by women. And if you want to get more specific, it's white women, middle class white women. That's generally who consume true crime. And even if you want to go more specific and let's get into like more of a gender politics type stuff and like uh, as well as like uh, the whole intersectionalism of it all. Uh, it's generally people who are assigned female at birth, uh, generally white, middle class, um, those who know people who've been assaulted or those who are like afraid and just like scared of being victimized will generally consume uh true crime media and you could say largely because of the fact that most true crime that you usually see is very white centric where it comes to a generally a white person does something horrible to a white woman and uh we start going into details about how uh how the crime was committed, the gory details, how they got away with it or did get away with it, how justice was served, how people went about it, how the victims were in place, so on and so forth. It's usually very white-centric and very much looking at women. There have been studies that showed 73% uh, of true crime um, lovers uh, of mostly any media are women. And yeah, that just that's very telling. And for the reasons why, because that's also very like important to get into just before I go back to the whole crime convention thing. The reason why is a lot of them do say it's so they could prevent future uh, victimization. They don't want to be victimized. So they uh, consume true crime in order to know strategies and what to do to not be a victim, how to get around it, how to do X, Y, and Z. It's just the main consensus usually is I consume true crime so I don't become a victim myself. And that's generally what most women will say when it comes to being asked why do they love true crime. So before I talk more about that, let's go back to the whole crime convention thing. So crime convention, a lot of the time, uh, as of course, it's women there, uh, white women who are there with their husbands, their boyfriends, yada, yada, yada. Just like there to have fun, I guess, through looking at true crime, talking about it, having merchandise being sold to them. Just like saying, ooh, look at this, look at this crime scene that I went to and I talked to the people in X, Y, and Z. So this is important because of the idea that they are consuming podcasts, uh, newspapers, uh, vid YouTube videos, uh, listening to ASMR of true crime while they sleep on a regular. And so they are being, of course, impacted by that. Like they're wearing shirts about murder and like talking about how it's okay to be obsessed with murder and, uh, and they think it's healthy. Because there's a lot of instances where people believe that true crime is a feminist movement in a way. Like, by listening to true crime, you're taking back power. Because, of course, a lot of women are victimized in everyday society. And so they believe by listening to true crime, by uh, watching it, by consuming it, by doing all these things about true crime, they are, in fact, like, taking back the power that they've 
lost, like they're taking their own narrative into account, so on and so forth. But looking back on what I said, there seems to be this idea that they're numb to this idea of all of the bad stuff happening to them, like the true crime, the people who do bad stuff, people who get hurt, X, Y, and Z. They seem numb to it. They don't see it as almost real anymore. Like they live vicariously through the people, the victims who've been like hurt, and they just like consume it in a fun manner they don't see it as something to be scared of something to be alerted by like let's know as much as we can so we can be safe they think of it as fun entertainment they think of it as let me go to a convention about crime and listen to these cool stories about people being dismembered or being hurt or being sexually assaulted and it's fun to them at that point does it not seem like people have become so numb that they so desensitized that they don't see true crime they don't see actual criminal actions as something well bad anymore they don't really like look at it as something to be terrified about something to be scared about they're not really looking to not victimize themselves or not be like hurt by other people looking for strategies to stay safe and instead they're just looking for fun and the scat and freud in uh school and freud the scat and freud scat in school and freud i am not gonna be able to say that right but it's a german term for being able to like enjoy the suffering of others isn't it not just them doing that at that point because you're just entertained by the idea of someone suffering and just like you just because a lot of the times true crime doesn't even get solved like you hear something about bad stuff that people go through and they just some of them just get away with it i mean of course not everybody gets away with it but a lot of them do get away with it oh wow that was just word salad i am so sorry for that just talking about this gets me tongue-tied so as i was saying when it comes to true crime a lot of it goes unsolved I mean, of course, cold cases is a very big thing, especially in the Western like continents. Like the United States has many cold cases that have just never been solved, and a lot of people find that entertaining. But the issue with that is, are you actually trying to help yourself at that point? If you're looking at crime that's never been solved, and you don't even completely know the victims, uh, or the people who've done the atrocities, like the the way they did it, the method methods that they did it, they just know the crimes that as they happen. Are you actually trying to save yourself at that point? Or are you just interested in seeing the horribleness of a society and the worst things that people could do and you think that's entertaining and you're losing grip on the idea of things that are supposed to be like, of course, uh, bad and like things that are supposed to be terrifying and horrible and you're not supposed to like sensationalize it as you are supposed to just see it as, well, this is a bad thing and we have to keep informed. Because of course there is a lot of informative documentaries about true crime and there are ways and there are many that show like hey this is how you avoid this is how you said no not to be victimized and there are of course women who see that and take it for what it is but like i said when you look at these things like crime con and you see people like wearing these merchandise t-shirts and like just coming to these places just to talk about true crime in a more entertaining mindset and it's not like you're not exactly seeing it to be uh informed you're seeing it to be happy and just like feel good at what's such a horrible topic and you could just say oh that's taking back the worst parts of things but like is it though because honestly you're kind of in a way glorifying the worst parts of what happens to a person like and in many cases there are people who just glorify the people who do these things i mean look no further than like a lot of these serial killers who have like fans there are people who literally are fans as far as like literally i, I yeah i use it in that way uh literally are people who um go to the trials for some of these people or send fan mail to them because they believe like they did nothing wrong where there's just innocent babies or they will always it's just it's it's very crazy it is very out there and that shows the desensitization and just the way of not seeing 
uh, true crime for what it's supposed to be. People who just see it as fun and, and they just are numb to the idea of what it does. Like, they no longer are able to feel um, fear or, like, see the atrocities for what it is. And let's give another example for more general sense. Like, people who watch enough horror movies become desensitized to them. Like, after a while of seeing, like, X amount of horror movies, you're not gonna be, like, as scared of a jump scare or, like, as scared of, like, the murderers in the other room or something like that. It just doesn't get your blood pumping like it used to. You're not afraid of it. It doesn't like really bother you. You just kind of watch it for entertainment. And of course you could say, well, is it not the same thing as True Crime? Well, that's different because a lot of these horror movies are fake. Uh, Jason Voorhees, fake. Freddy Krueger, fake. Uh, Chucky, fake. All these people, fake. You can't exactly like compare it in the same way because you understand the overarching plot and it's usually you're rooting for like the, well, I mean, generally, you're kind of rooting for the hero and heroine or the hero or someone to survive ultimately and, and, and stop the big bad. Unless you really just hate the main characters. And of course, there's a lot of stories where in the horror movies and horror books and anthologies that are just like, God, you can't stand a hero because they're just so boring. Like, I've, I've had so many of these things where I've seen, like, the person who's the main character just so card cardboard cutouts you're not you don't have a real personality so you can't root for the bad guy in that sense well reason why it's not the same as true crime because the bad guy in the sense is like someone who's actually dead harm they're real victims they're p victims with families victims with wives husbands uh children so on and so forth that have been affected by this people who have to deal with this for the rest of their lives when you become numb to the point you become intrusive you start digging like you want to be that armchair detective and start digging into like people's uh part families the bad stuff that's happened to them like their past so on and so forth and you start bothering people are like when it comes to netflix you start like bringing up more traumas with families who've already dealt with the same traumas like look no further than Dom, there's a lot of the families who uh who have dealt with the pain multiple times every time there's a new Jeffrey Dahmer like recreation and like they just always feel bad meanwhile the people who are like consuming this like because Dahmer when it came out was like number one on Netflix and it's still like on the top 10 and people consume it over and over again they don't care about the families they don't really care about them generally speaking they only care about what they like about it and if you look at like a lot of media there are like tiktoks of people who talk about how oh i can't believe people are really upset about Dahmer. it's so whatever it's not as gory as i'd like it yada 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 just insensitive commentary towards a the issue of like obviously racial aspects that happened to it and like the horribleness that happened to x amount of people and of course since they're so divorced from the idea of it being them because generally it's about white women and if it's not about white women they kind of just don't care as much as seen as uh, how popular some of these TikToks have been and like other things commenting on Dahmer and how they believe it's fine and whatever because it's not about them so they, they believe it's okay and they said it should have been gory and yada yada yada. Well just looking at that like saying it should be more gory they should show more of the horribleness of it that it's like really like come on like can you not see how that's in fact impacting the sentiments of people that they see it as like, oh, well, I want it more, Corey. I want it like these are real people. These are people who had real stories. They have been hurt. Bad things have happened to them. You're not talking about fictional characters. You're talking about people who are real and that have existed and have lost their lives. Their families still there for them that are grieved about it all the time. And you're talking about them like you're talking about a horror movie character that's like going into the other room. And you're like, oh, you dumb fuck. You're gonna get stabbed. Oh, you deserve this. Like. 
this these are people not like caricatures so basically to bring it all home when it comes to this idea when a mental aspect we are numb we are very numb people who consume true crime become very numb they start seeing people less as people and more as characters in a book or a story that like they they feel so far divorced from and they could live vicariously through them while not being in danger and that is a problem because then you start like well being insensitive like i said you start like not caring about what your favorite true crime podcast or netflix series does they don't care about who like is hurt by this they don't care about who's re-traumatized all they care about is just like seeing bad stuff happen in another person and the crime aspect and thinking oh i feel good after this let me listen to another one and of course a lot of these things sensationalize it like not just the people who are consuming it but the people who are making it the people who are producing it sensationalize it they don't show it as like it's supposed to be where it's supposed to be like informative just to be informative no they make it a dramatization of it they make it so uh eye-popping eye they make it so like interesting so like you want to just see the next one because you just think it's so interesting so i i love listening to this because it's so like engaging so like thrilling like they're not making it so you could feel informed so when i hear people talk about oh it's for them to be informed i don't believe them not always because there's some there's been so many studies about this exact thing and of course it's not it's not always conclusive but when you look at how people talk about it in an anecdotal statement or anecdotal setting or like the microcasm of people in groups they don't usually talk about watching true crime as a way of like being informed anymore they just talk about it because they think it's entertaining and they love it and they like just enjoy seeing the bad stuff that happens to people because they think it's fun in a way and that's the Scott and Freudian that I'm talking about, the seeing suffering in others and feeling good about it. I don't think it's feminism just to see uh, other women who have like lost their lives or other people who have just been hurt consistently in this sexual assault happening and thinking like it's interesting for the sake of just like learning about the bad stuff that happened. People are not just being informed because like if it's just about inf information and being informed by it, there'd be so many uh well of course there'd be like so many different like podcasts youtube videos like netflix documentaries and such that would be done about them that won't be sensationalizing it that won't be making it over dramatized of course they need to make their money but like by doing that they're of course trying to appeal to the people who do find it entertaining for the sake of entertainment and not because they want to be informed but let's shift gears for a little bit because i've been talking a lot about the mental health aspects and how people get just desensitized to all of it let's talk about those social aspects of it and why there's a potential issue with this so as I said before, the majority of people who consume true crime is women. And when it comes to women, they deal with a lot of in society. Like, it's no lie to say that women deal with a shit ton in society. They are just oppressed, like, constantly and nonstop. And so it makes sense that a lot of them want to not be uh, oppressed, not to not be victimized and not have anything bad happen to them. So that makes sense. Like, when it comes down to it, when it comes to women wanting to be safe, it's hard to, in fact, argue if they're using it to be safer or not, even though I kind of did it earlier. But keep listening, because I do have a point to this. So, of course, like I said, they, there's a reason for this. They have every reason to be safe. But the social aspect is you become a lot more paranoid when you keep consuming true crime. So... Think about it as you think your neighbors are always out to get you. You think the delivery boy is actually a murderer in disguise. You believe that if you step out of your house, even an inch, you're probably going to get gunned down by some random person or kidnapped. And to hammer it a little bit more home, say you have like a 10 or 20% chance of being, I don't know, attacked or kidnapped if you go into a dark alley of a city or part of town. You probably will have like, I don't know, a 20% chance of being actually attacked, jumped, kidnapped, so on and so on 
so forth, but True Crime will make you believe that it's more of a 60 or 70% chance, and that's a gigantic jump. The point I'm trying to make is that you believe that things are going to happen more likely to you than it generally will, statistically wise, that it will. And I mean, I guess when it comes to human nature, and well, it's hard to quantify things by numbers and statistics, but it, we do it anyway, and the instance is or should I say the truth about this is it's not as likely to happen as people would want you to believe in like these true crime things like you consume true crime because you believe it's gonna save you from uh, whatever disaster is gonna strike you from just being alive being a person who exists but like not all of it is actually something that's gonna actively happen like immediately as you step out of your house uh, and I think a lot of it embellishes the possibility of it actually happening and that victimization mindset is something that happens like people like i said women especially because 73 percent of true crime lovers are women like really believe they're going to be victimized almost immediately and because of that they are way more paranoid of people they uh act uh way more like scared of people like they truly do things like because they believe like it will help them but generally speaking it doesn't always like there have the more conclusive studies have shown that even if like you do listen to true crime it doesn't always help you like it doesn't always like give you the tools to which you could like escape a scenario it doesn't like make you immune to bad stuff happening to you knowing it actually just makes you more scared more paranoid and it just makes you try to stay away from things yeah but like if things or bad things are gonna happen they tend to just happen anyway even if you've seen stuff about it so yeah you might avoid that alleyway but then you go into the street and someone still pulls a knife on you so it's not exactly like you're safe all of a sudden just because you've seen in some episodes or watched or listened to or whatever about someone getting stabbed in an alleyway and you avoid that because there's like these things happen everywhere and anywhere and yeah listening to true crime can help you but like with all the sensationalism behind it and like the way it does just kind of stoke the flames of paranoia it doesn't always exactly like help it doesn't give you the strategies you need and what a lot of how it doesn't actually cover the needs of the science the way things actually are it just kind of makes you more afraid and makes you feel like you're going to be a victim more often and that paranoia does in fact happen and like hit you socially like you'll avoid people more often than not and like in my case uh whenever i, I don't know i go out and hang out with someone the thing is i'm usually thought of as like a serial killer which is interesting if you know anything about me because i'm a pacifist so whenever i go to meet someone and they're like extremely scared of me because like i'm a bigger person like i'm physically like very tall and they just think i could potentially be a serial killer and like they quote true crime as a reason for why they think i could be a serial killer i think to myself how like you don't even know me like context wise it's just kind of weird and of course you could like quote people trying to be safe and like yeah that's like i said understandable and that's like good but like a lot of people don't see it that way they they if they really were scared concerned about their safety what they wouldn't even need to joke about it you wouldn't even need to talk about it in a way because if you're scared for yourself you wouldn't want to not like let someone know that just because of the fact that like if they were somehow a serial killer if they were a kidnapper or a sexual assaulter like you telling them that is actually just going to be to your detriment and they're going to change their strategies up so i definitely don't see how true crime is helping you in that way it actually is just hurting you because if you say it if you like quote true crime to them they are not just gonna like take that standing down they're going to like just find a different way to like i don't know work you over and they're still gonna happen it's still gonna happen i mean yeah you could be more uh like of course like 
cautious about it but like then they're gonna like try to be nicer or like try their hardest to be like kinder to you just so they could like catch you off guard like it's easier if you just don't tell them you know true crime you don't tell them like you're afraid because then you could like i don't know like catch them if they really are trying to do something you could see the strategies that you learned and do it but instead of doing that it seems like it's just more of a paranoid victimization thing where you just believe everyone's out to get you and then you like mistrust everybody and then you like just say things like oh you're possibly axe murderer but you have no real like evidence and no context and you're just like making the situation very awkward for that even if you say it as a haha funny joke like i mean i don't think of it as a joke when someone says that to me i just think it's very rude and there's definitely a lot of racial implications like you say that to like a minority class that's just like minding their own business they haven't done anything to you you're kind of feeding into like uh these stereotypes and these like prejudices that have like caused actual harm to people like mentally as well as like health-wise i mean look no further than like not that long ago people were literally getting murdered for the idea of like sexually assaulting like white women and the fact that people could like come up with these like accusations like saying oh yeah i think you might axe murder me you might uh sexually assault me well yeah that's the type of stuff that got you murdered not too long ago and i mean the person being accused got murdered not the accuser the accuser tended to be fine but like the people who were accused got like lynched bad stuff happened to them like there and there's so much rhetoric especially in western uh countries about like people who are like super predators hyper violent yada 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 even if true crime depicts generally white serial killers and like the white women who deal with it a lot not all of it does and like a lot of people like i said the paranoia that comes from true crime also like leans into other things you could be super and hyper paranoid just like say from men in general because you hear about white men who do awful things and now you think every man is and is like a potential murderer and then especially this the prejudices and the racial aspects that people will have uh deep inside of themselves they might assume like people who like have had like of course like the rhetoric about them being hyper violent or like rapists and so on and so forth like uh, how people were considered uh rapists who came from the other side of the border like in mexico you know you know who i'm talking about without meaning to say <clears throat> donald trump uh, or people who called like african-american men uh super predators stuff like that like people actually have to deal with consequences for things that happen like if they're being accused of something horrible and like say that person like thinks that someone is a murderer even when they haven't done anything they might report them or they might like tell their friends or their friends might tell somebody and they, they might get hurt like and like i said there's just so many racial implications it doesn't just impact the people who are the main perpetrators in fact i think it happens less the people who are the perpetrators usually the white uh charismatic serial killers types they're they don't exactly have to deal with as much when it comes to having depictions of people who are of the same ethnicity as them doing bad things like in fact i think it, it's more likely than not than the, it's the people of color who have to deal with the fallout of the paranoia and that's the problem and especially what's more interesting and just going deeper into it like even though white women are considered generally the, the victims in these true crime things uh in fact they have less likelihood of actually being hurt like generally speaking yeah they get sexually assaulted a lot like when it comes to men but like when it comes to other women um black women and hispanic women actually deal with way more when it comes to like being murdered being kidnapped being sexually assaulted and the interesting thing about it is like they don't have much like well airtime or should i say they have not covered as much like when mass media news and stuff like that they're not talked about much instead it's always about the white women almost like they're purposely trying to focus on the category of white people specifically because they know 
they could get them more hooked because like i mean white people tend to like this idea of like being obsessed with things that has to do with them and they are they seem like they are more interested in the idea of uh true crime and the statistics for it back it up there's a lot of statistics that show it's way more white women than like any other ethnicities that listen to um true crime so no i'm not being prejudiced or anything by saying like white women are just like way more geared toward being obsessed with like horrible murder and like being more you know caring more about it when it comes to themselves because like when it comes to like true crime about like you know women of color or just people who are not women like the Dahmer stuff as we saw before as I said when it comes to that people don't really care white women when it's not about them don't really care and I mean you could try to cancel me for that but that's not exactly false when it, they generally only care when it comes to themselves and you could say that's a human thing but when you're talking about like wanting to be protective of yourself you talk about feminism as a whole you're talking about like how good true crime is and how it's informative everything if it's only informing you on bad shit that happens to a white women who in fact don't even have that many things happen to them in comparison to like women of color and like other people then honestly there's just a high level of bias and it's not exactly showing you what like true crime asks it's not really giving you information because it's giving you it's only giving you a subsection of a group of a large whole like womanhood that's getting affected and like they's not even like talking to you about how much women of color and how many people who are like say uh queer people or people in the lgbtqia plus community have to deal with being victimized even more so than just the average white middle class woman so you're not even getting the full like stratagems of it you're not even getting the full profile of some of the people who do these things you're just getting like a small taste of these things just for your own entertainment and then it makes you more paranoid and thinks uh like you're the white woman people are gonna like molest you yada 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 and then if you're racist or you have some racial biases you're gonna assume like it's a uh, the super predator black man or it's the rapist mexicans or some shit like that and then you're gonna like say something and then we start the whole process of people being lynched for bullshit reasons again so there's just a lot of social aspects that cannot just be understated when it comes to the idea of true crime and effects on people when you're that paranoid when you're that numb to things if you seem numb to anything you just like don't care about who gets hurt or whatever you don't seem to care about how bad stuff are and you ask for the gory details and and like i haven't even talked about the fact that there are people who like i said fandoms of serial killers people who made thirst traps of jeffrey dahmer of the new show people are legitimately like romanticizing serial killers for the sake of just being weirdos there's so many fan fictions about serial killers and the people who love them and don't even like need to look too hard when you also see that there are um, a lot of people who have this idea of you know the bad boy concept like people love a bad boy because they believe they could fix them people have that same idea with serial killers they believe they could totally fix a serial killer like they won't 100% kill them too and like all this combined just shows the craziness of when it comes to true crime how these people truly believe that a like things just happen outside of anything else like there's no consequences you could be paranoid all you want accuse people of doing things that they actually wouldn't do um just thinking oh it's okay to like love and see uh true crime all the time and like where these murder search are like even like people who take advantage of the victim's families and like create false narratives and sensationalize this and like obviously have these biases and focus on a group of people that are not even like the main people who are being victimized all just to sell and make a profit and people just eat it up and they just numbly eat it up they don't care about anybody else generally and you can't tell me that my dear listeners you don't know that one person that just is obsessed with true crime that's always listening to it all the time and just like wants to listen to it and like listen to it when they sleep they hear asmr readings of it like they have a memorabilia 
uh, merch and then somehow when you meet them they're always like super paranoid and afraid and like they always like act like the more skittish even though there's not the same likelihood of them actually having something bad happen to them and they're just like they're only like confirming their paranoia because when something does happen to them it's not because of the fact that they watched true crime and like they knew something bad was gonna happen it's because it's gonna happen to them generally anyway because society sucks and humanity uh was a mistake so ultimately speaking just because you are consuming true crime just because you do like think it's informative doesn't mean it's always actually informative it doesn't mean it's not completely steeped in bias and sensationalized and dramatized and it gives information and even cares about other people because it obviously has effects that are just like a whole negative and like there's like i said there's a host of other problems like bothering the victim's families like calling them or sending mail or like having them rehash the pain that they've dealt with or just like all around like sensationalizing the fucking like uh serial killers the people who did horrible things and like wearing their memorabilia and just like saying oh i heart serial killers just like cruelly and insensitively loving these things without like giving any thought behind it and i think that's the problem people don't put the thought behind it they think it's innocent but it's not innocent there's so many issues along with it and because you're not looking at it and uh well logical perspective you're not being critical of it like you could critically like something and understand it and be informed of it and like go to the ones that are not super dramatized go to the ones that are, are respectful of the families to go to the one that do get their consent and everything but instead people love the ones that like are just dramatized that they don't really care about who gets hurt in the process they don't care about what's the person other people have to deal with they just care about themselves and even then it's not even like they're gonna be hurt in the crossfire they just like want to the scat and Freudian. they just want to see the suffering of other people they want to see the people who are just like suffering in a way like they want to see them like oh yeah like x y and z person is like suffering and they, they, want, they want to be able to see it because like humans have this morbid curiosity with people who deal with pain and the fact that nobody wants to admit to that and they just like want to say it's about being protective of themselves even though like it's not really even the case like the studies have shown that people who even who do consume true crime don't even actually always protect themselves they don't even feel like they could actually do anything about the scenario like that and that's like that's the wild part about it so even if you consume it that doesn't mean you even feel like you're going to be able to change anything you're just becoming more and more paranoid and that's just not healthy for you it's not healthy for anybody but if i continue on this topic i'll be like here for over an hour so i'm gonna end today's episode with that there's a high chance i'm gonna come back to talking about true crime because i do believe there's so much more to talk about and i've only kind of scratched the surface but i don't want to overload you with everything and even i'm getting heated while talking about this and no i don't really exactly have a giant bias with this i just understand where it's coming from true crime doesn't exist in a vacuum and there are a lot of instances that are not talked about so i wanted to really talk about this especially because i've been seeing uh true crime like exploding in the media and of course with the new Dahmer show that just came out I thought it would be appropriate to really talk about true crime and how it affects other people and the mental health of other people in the sociological instances of other people in society in a micro and macro level uh just like I said before my, I might talk about this in another episode and talk about the more on a macro level of things and more of the criminal justice system because like I left out a lot but for now this has been Elijah Freudian Slip and y'all have a wonderful day